Maybe you're at a loss for meaningful, life-giving words these days. Not information or arguments or agendas, but wonder and hope that meet your empathetic and curious faith with a fresh word. We are a guild of pastors always rooted in ancient text, but friendly to laughter, art, sarcasm, and a bit of sacrilege. Wander with us while our perspectives, our attitudes, and our faith are altered for a new generation of being the church. We are Alter Guild. We are Alter Guild. We are Alter Guild. We are Alter Guild. Parenthood, as it turns out, is complicated. Step-parenthood is also complicated. But being a step-parent to the Son of God might be the most complicated. The story of Joseph in the Christmas story is the ultimate supporting role, a carpenter from a small town who walks alongside his girlfriend as they encounter the messy mystery of her son's birth. In this episode, Derek talks about the unexpected moments of grace in the Christmas story, and in our stories too. So the story starts in this sleepy village in Austria. The town is called Orbendorf. And there was a Catholic priest. He was the assistant pastor at his church. And one night he goes and watches a Christmas play. And as he's walking home that evening, he looks out on this beautiful village in the Alps. It's absolutely silent. It is peaceful. It's still. There's like snow coming down and and covering the entire village and he is absolutely inspired and so when he gets home that night he pulls out a pen and paper and he writes down these words to a poem stille nacht heilige nacht alles schlaft einsam wacht we know it better of course as silent night holy night all is calm all is bright Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Now these words have inspired some amazing paintings over the earth. I mean, picture Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. He's lying there in the manger. They're surrounded by shepherds and angels and wise men. The glow of God is coming through the roof. The hay is all perfectly and neatly aligned around the manger. You can just picture it. But what I like about the story of the creation of the song of Silent Night is that it's a reminder to us that things don't always go the way that you plan them. That Christmas Eve, this associate pastor wanted to turn his poem into a song, and so he goes to the church organist and he says, we're going to do this on Christmas Eve. The organist loves the poem and he agrees, and so they set to work and they create this beautiful piece of music. Right before the service, they get ready to play it on the organ, but there's a problem. According to the legend, either the mice got into the pipes or the pipes themselves rusted out, and the organ doesn't work. They don't have any music for Christmas Eve and this beautiful song, Stille Nacht, Silent Night, that they had worked so hard on, they're worried it's not going to happen. Luckily, the assistant pastor grabs his guitar and he's able to play it and the whole congregation joins in singing the song, Silent Night, and it works out. It's not the way they planned it. It's messy. It's not perfect, but it works. 
Those paintings paint this picture of everything being peaceful and perfect. But if you've ever been in the room when a baby is born, you know that that's not really how it works. It's stressful. It's messy. It's complicated. I mean, think of Mary giving birth. She doesn't have an epidural. She doesn't have any pain medicine. There's no OBGYN doctor there. She's not even in this sterile hospital room. I mean, she is in a cave surrounded by hay and animals. And her husband, if he was anything like me, had no clue what was going on or what he was supposed to be doing or how much his life was going to change. And that's the way that Christ comes into the world. The first Christmas was stressful, it was messy, it was complicated. Now I love both of these stories because for a lot of us, that's what the holidays are like. That's what Christmas is like. It's not this happy, jolly, peaceful, perfect time that makes for a great painting or holiday special. For a lot of us, it can be messy, it can be stressful, it can even be painful. For some people, Christmas is painful because it's a reminder of the people who are now gone. It's that empty chair at the Christmas dinner table, that empty spot that represents that loved one who's no longer here. For some, Christmas is stressful because you're dealing with the realities of broken relationships, of messy breakups, of divorce, of sharing families, splitting time with the kids, hard family dynamics. For some people, Christmas is hard because it takes place in the dead of winter. The days are cold, they're short, it's dark outside. Depression and mental illness and addiction rear their ugly heads. And this time that's supposed to be perfect and happy and jolly and bright is actually the exact opposite of that. I think that's maybe what Joseph felt like with the first coming of Christmas in the Gospel of Matthew. The Bible says that Joseph was a carpenter, and I've always assumed that he was the guy you'd have if your table or chair broke down. You'd hire Joseph, he'd come over to your house with his hammer and nails and fix it. But actually, he probably was a very skilled craftsman. He probably was a contractor with multiple people working under him. And in fact, in the city of Nazareth where Joseph lived, there was a nearby town that was destroyed by King Herod. And so around the time that Joseph and Mary learn that she's pregnant, they are actively rebuilding the city. And so Joseph was probably a highly skilled craftsman with all of these employees. And day after day, we would get up and go to this nearby town and help rebuild it. But then one day, Joseph learns that his fiancée, Mary, is pregnant. And I think about how that must have felt for Joseph. This woman that he's in love with, this girl that he's known for years and years, the one that he always imagined he would spend the rest of his life with, is pregnant. And he knows that he isn't the father. And I'm sure his heart at this point was broken. We all know it. Breakups are hard. He probably felt like he had been cheated on, that he had been betrayed by one of his oldest friends in the world and the woman that he loves. And in the midst of this pain and heartbreak, God shows up. In the middle of a dream, a messenger from God comes to Joseph and says to him, Joseph, take Mary as your wife. The child inside of her is a gift from the Spirit of God. The child's name is Emmanuel, God with us, and this boy will save the world 
from its sins. And Joseph wakes up, and everything has changed. In the midst of his broken, painful, messy life, there's a word of hope. God is with him. And Joseph is being called to be this child's stepfather, his guardian, to care for and love this child, to help mold him into the person that will be God with us, who will give his life to save others. And so that's the burden that Joseph takes. That's the sacrifice that he's willing to make as a parent. And so now Joseph, who is this strong, honorable man who wakes up with the sun each and every day to rebuild and mend this ruined, broken city, he's now been tasked with the job of helping to rebuild and mend this ruined, broken world. And that's the promise of Christmas. That's the hope for all of us in this holiday season, we who live with these ruined, broken, messed up lives. Several years back, I was working at a church in Seattle as an intern pastor, and this church had a homeless ministry. Every Saturday, people would come in off of the streets to get some food and some clothes, maybe a haircut. On Christmas Eve, we're beginning to do the candlelight service where we sing that song, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. I'm sitting in the back as the assistant pastor, ready to walk up to the front with my candle lit, and one of the homeless men from the ministry starts pulling at my shirt. Derek, 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 Derek. And at this point, I could smell the booze coming off of him. And I had one job. My one job was to get down to that church and bring that candle to the front so the service could continue and nothing, including this guy, was going to interrupt me. But he persisted. Derek, 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 I need you, I need you, I need you. And I'm trying to avert my eyes, keep his attention off of me. And finally, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a cigarette lighter. And at this point, I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. He's drunk and he's going to start smoking in the church on Christmas Eve. But instead he walks over and in front of me he takes out his lighter and he lights it. And he looks at me and he says, hey, buddy, you need a light. And I realized that my candle had gone out. And had it not been for him, I wouldn't have been able to start the candle processional that night in the worship service. And here I was judging this guy when in all actuality we were just two people sitting there on Christmas Eve in the heat of the moment singing Silent Night together. Two people who were messy, who were broken, who had messed up lives, proclaiming that hope of Christmas. And maybe that's the beauty of this song, Silent Night. Maybe that's the beauty of the story of Joseph. Maybe that's why we keep coming back to church year after year after year, sitting in the dark with our candles, singing this song as we lower the lights and pass that flame from person to person. The light spreads. It fills the darkness of the church and of all of us. And we, this group of people who have broken, messy lives, sing this song of hope in the darkness.
Alter Guild is hosted by Meta Herrick Carlson, Matthew Ian Fleming, Miriam Samuelson Roberts, and Derek Tronsgaard, with edits by Matt and Derek. Today's episode was written by Derek Tronsgaard, with music by Dotted Lines, Be Still the Earth, Triads, Josh Leniger, and Aaron Sprinkle. You can visit our website at alterguild.org, that's A-L-T-E-R, and find us on Twitter and Facebook at AlterGuild. To listen to more episodes or to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else fine podcasts are sold. And if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in tomorrow for our next episode. And in the meantime, go in peace, listen, love, serve, and alter. <laughs>